Welcome to Zichud Avsiman Memorem Ram Gold Hayan. Today, Mazeches Yuma Daf Pei Zayin, the eighth parak Yom Kippurim. So, the three topics we're going to focus on number one: the Mishnah Daf Pei Hey Amun Bei stated, "Ha'omer Echtov Ha'ashuv Echtov Ha'ashuv." It must speak miyado lasus tshuva. If one says, "I'll sin and do tshuva," "I'll sin and do tshuva," he's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. The Gemara Nardaf asks why the Mishnah needed to state, "I'll sin and do tshuva" twice, and answers that this is in accordance with that which Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. Kevin Shabba Adam Avera Vishana Ba Hutrolo. Once a person commits a sin and repeats it, it becomes permitted to him. But the more question of whether it could possibly be that a sin is permitted to him, it answers that Ruhuna means El Nasus Lokahatar. It becomes as though it were permissible. Pointing to the Gemara brings several teachings about the Chiyuv to appease a person one had wronged. Rabbi Yitzhak said, Whoever aggravates his fellow, even through words, is required to placate him. Chissa said, it's necessary to placate him with three lines of three people. Rashi explains that he needs to appease him three times, and each time he's accompanied by three people. Rabbi Yosef Rechanina said, Whoever beseeches forgiveness from his friend should not beseech him more than three times. The Gemara says that if the person he wronged died, he should bring ten people and have them stand by his grave. And he should say, I've sinned against Hashem, the God of Israel, and against so-and-so whom I wounded. And point number three was taught in the Bryce of Mitzvah's Vidui Erev Yom Kippurim Im The Chiyuv of Vidui is on Erev Yom Kippur with the approach of dark. Rashi explains that this refers to after he's eaten and accepted the laws of Yom Kippur upon himself. But the Chamim said that one should say Vidui before he eats and drinks, lest he lose his mind at the meal. Rashi explains that he might become intoxicated at the meal and be unable to confess properly later. The Gemara says that although he said Vidui before he ate and drank, he should say Vidui afterwards, lest he sinned at the meal. And although he said Vidui in the evening, he should say Vidui again in the morning and again in the Musa, Mincha, and Ne'ilah. The Ramban explains that we confess repeatedly throughout the day because Yom Kippur is not Mechapur until the end of the day and a person might sin again before then. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Da Pei stated, Omer Echtav Ashuv Echtav Ashuv in Maspikim Biyadol Asus Tshuva. If one says, I'll sin and do tshuva, I'll sin and do tshuva, he's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. The Gemara Nardav asks why the mission need to state, I'll sin and do tshuva twice, and answers that this is in accordance with that which Rav Huna said, in the name of Rav, once a person commits a sin and repeats, it becomes permitted to him. And the Gemara questions whether it could possibly be that the sin is permitted to him, it answers that Rav Huna means, it becomes as though it were permissible. Point of view, the Gemara brings several teachings about the chiv to appease a person one had wrong. Rabbi Yitzhak said, Whoever aggravates his fellow even through words is required to placate him. Rabbi said, It's necessary to placate him with three lines of three people. Rashi explains that he needs to appease him three times and each time he's accompanied by three people. Rabbi said, Whoever beseeches forgiveness from his friend should not beseech him more than three times. The Gemara says that if the person he wronged died, he should bring ten people and have them stand by his grave. And he should say, I've sinned against Hashem, the God of Israel, and against so-and-so, whom I'm wounded. And point number three, was taught in the brights of Mitzvah's Vidui, Erev Yom Kippurim, Imechashecha. The Chib of Vidui is on Erev Yom Kippur with the approach of dark. Rashi explains that this refers to after he's eaten and accepted the laws of Yom Kippur upon himself. But the Chami said that one should say Vidu before he eats and drinks, lest he loses his mind at the meal. Rush explains that he might become intoxicated at the meal and be unable to confess properly later. The Gemara says that although he said Vidu before he ate and drank, he should say Vidu afterwards, lest he sinned at the meal. 
And although he said vidui in the evening, he should say vidui again in the morning, and again in the Musa of Mincha and Ni'ilah. The Ramban explains that we confess repeatedly throughout the day, because Yom Kippur is not mechaper until the end of the day. And a person might sin again before then. All right, so now we go to our simmer Dal Zayin, and our simmer is related to gold, puzz, but we're going to go with the simmer that was suggested to us by Eli Bahar from Ramat Beit Shemesh and Binyamin Mushal from Boca Raton, who both suggested Pei Zayin is a golden Pez candy dispenser. A golden Pez candy dispenser, which is that little candy dispenser that lift up the thing's head, and the candy brick comes out. A favorite of children, so here goes. The notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends and said vidui before he joined his family for the Suda Hamafsekas. Once again, in slow motion. The notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser. Golden Pez candy dispenser? That must be more in Duff. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva, which reminds the Mishnah of Peham Beisteta Homer, Echtavashuv, Echtavashuv, Ema speaking beyond Olasu's tshuva. One says, I'll send and do tshuva, I'll send and do tshuva. He's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. And the reason why it was repeated twice is in accordance with what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, the one who doesn't aver and repeats it, Nasalul Keheter. It seemed to him as if it's permissible. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends, which reminds that the Gemara brings the halachas regarding appeasing the one that was wrong, such as appeasing him three times and each time he's accompanied by three people, and were also told what to do if the person that was wronged had died. So the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser, and then do tshuva, had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends, and said vidui before he joined his family for the suda, hamafsekes. Which reminds us that we say vidui numerous times throughout the day, and the Chami said that one should also say vidui before the suda hamafsekes, lest he gets intoxicated at the meal and is unable to confess. So once again, the notorious little thief who repeatedly said he would steal another candy from his friend's golden Pez candy dispenser and then do tshuva had a major turn of heart and beseeched the victim three times with three friends and said vidui before he joined his family for the suda amafsekes. All right, now it's time for a four bat chazorah. Daf peg gimel. So the simmer peg gimel is a pogo stick. So here goes the sick pogo stick champion. Pogo stick champion. That must be one Daf peg gimel. This sick pogo stick champion who told a group of doctors he desperately needed to eat, which reminds us of the sugi of went to feed a on Yom Kippur, and that Marba Ravashi was the more lenient opinion who said that wherever the sick person says, I need to eat, even if there are a hundred experts who say he doesn't need to eat, we listen to him and feed him. For it says in the Pasuk, Lev Yodei Amaras Nafsha, the heart knows the bitterness of its soul. So the sick pogo stick champion who told a group of doctors he desperately needed to eat, leaped towards two huge piles of tevel and truma, which reminds the Malchuk regarding one who sees with bulmas what one would feed him if he only had tevel or truma to choose from. Ben Tema says we feed him truma because he holds tevel is more chamer because it's prohibited to all, whereas truma is fit for a kohen. The Tanakama holds we feed him tevel because truma is more chamer because it cannot be rendered fit for consumption, whereas tevel can be rendered fit for consumption by separating the appropriate trumas and maestras. So the sick pogo stick champion who told the group of doctors he desperately needed to eat leaped towards two huge piles of tevel and truma and landed on a sorceress practicing magic on her mad dog instead. 
which reminds us, the mission stated, one who was bitten by a mad dog, we don't feed him from its liver lobe. Rush explains that even though doctors use this treatment, it's not a valid enough cure for which the prohibition against eating non-kosher food would be suspended. The more asks how the dog became afflicted with this condition. Rav says female sorcerers amuse themselves by practicing their sorcery on the dog. Shmuel said, a ruach ra rests upon it. Daf Peidolid, so the sermon Daf Peidolid is a launch pad. So here goes. The noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad. Rocket ship launch pad? That must be one Duff. Pay dollar. The noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad, which reminds the one who feels pain in a soul referring to a condition known as sefigna, which begins in the teeth and gums and spreads to the intestines. We put medicine in his mouth for him on Shabbos because it's a suffix nefashos. And the cause suffix nefashos, dokas a Shabbos. And the need to avoid any possible danger to life supersedes Shabbos. And the word brings the incident Rabbi Yochan who got a noble woman to share a secret remedy for this disease, which he then shared with the public. So the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad, for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos, which reminds us that one may be Machal Shabbos to save someone's life not only when there's a possibility that he may die on this Shabbos, but even when there's a possibility he may die on another Shabbos. And the Gemara illustrates this halakha with the case of doctors who assess the patient requires treatment for eight days and the first day is Shabbos, which will then require be Machal Shabbos twice. So the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos was distraught when a father discovered them when he busted down the door to save the son who had gotten locked inside. Which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa that we tend to matters involving danger to life on Shabbos, even when it's necessary to be Mechal Shabbos, Mahazari's Harizah and anyone who's quick to be Mechal Shabbos to save a life is praiseworthy, and he doesn't need to obtain Rishus from Basin. If one saw that a child was locked in a room, and the child's very frightened, he may break down the door and take the child out. And the word explains that this is permitted even though he intends to break down the door into pieces that he needs for some purpose. Daf Pei Hei. So the symbol Daf Pei Hei is a pet, a mouth, and we use a dentist. So here goes. The dentist, the dentist, that must be one Daf Pei Hei, mouth. The dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of the clinic, the class on Shabbos, which reminds us, as the mouth hooks up to where on the person's body does one examine to see whether someone is still alive in a collapsed building. The Tanakama holds up to his nose to see if he's breathing, and the Yeshomrim holds up to his heart to determine if there's a heartbeat. We also learned that if one checked and found the bodies in the top layer of the heap to be dead, he should continue to clear away the rubble on the chance that those in the bottom of the heap are still alive. So the dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of the clinic, the collapse on Shabbos, by the dedicated members of the Vachai Behem rescue team, which reminds us that more brings a Bryce that presents several opinions regarding the source for the Allah, the Pikuch Nefesh is Dochas of Shabbos. If you just said in the Mishmuel that he felt he had the best source, the Chai Behem, Voshi Yamus Behem. And Rava compares Shmuel's source to the others and shows that they can all be refuted except for Shmuel's. So the dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of a clinic that collapsed on Shabbos by the dedicated members of the Chai Behem rescue team resolved then and there to do Teshuvah, knowing he would also need next Yom Kippur for Kapara. Which reminds the final mission of the Masech the States, Misa Yom Kippur, Mechapi Mimachuva. Death and Yom Kippur are mechaper together with Shuva. And the Gemara infers from this that they're mechaper with Shuva, but on their own, without Shuva, they're not mechaper. And based on this, the Gemara suggests that the Mishnah is not in accordance with Rebbe, who taught that Yom Kippur is mechaper even when the transgressor did not do the Shuva. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah can even follow the view of Rebbe, for although one who does Shuva for Yom Kippur still requires Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur does not require the Shuva. Daf Pevav, so the similar Daf Pevav is police. So here goes. The Chilo Hashem police, police, that must be one Daf Pevav, police. The Chilo Hashem police, who captured the guy whom all his friends were embarrassed of, which reminds us that one who bears the sin of Chilo Hashem does not have the capacity to suspend punishment, nor Yom Kippur to atone, nor suffering to purge. El Kulon told him Misa Memrekos, rather all them together suspend 
and death purges the sin. They weren't asked what constitutes a Chil Hashem, and one answer was, anyone whose friends are embarrassed on account of his bad reputation, this is a Chil Hashem. So the Chil Hashem police, who captured the guy whom all his friends were embarrassed of, hadn't read the greatest Tshuva poster, which, which reminds the Gemara brings several statements about the greatness of Tshuva. Greatest Tshuva brings healing to the world, it reaches to the Kisei HaKavod, and Godot Tshuva Shazadonus Natsal Shkagos when done out of Yira, Zadonus Natsal Zechuyos when done out of love. So the Chil Hashem police, who captured the guy whom all his friends were embarrassed of, had him read the greatest Tshuva poster and advised him that he should reveal his Ben Adam Chavero's sins to the assembled crowd. Which reminds us, we have a steer in the Psukim in one Pasuk says, Ashrei Nusui Pesha Kisui Chata'a. Fortune is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is concealed, but on the other hand it's written, Mechasa Pesha'av lo Yetzliach. One who conceals his sins will not succeed. One answer is that a sin widely known is revealed, but one not known should be concealed. Another shot is that Ben Anmu Chavero's sin should be revealed, whereas an Avera that is Ben Anmu Makam should be concealed. Alright, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Evan Golden Zikhun. a great day and great learning.